this past year, she celebrated her 104th birthday and is looking forward to many more. That's what it sounded like at the Donald Berman Jewish Elder Care Home in Montreal on Lavois Street to celebrate a milestone, the birthdays of a record number of residents who have lived to be 100 years old or even older. There are 22 of these super seniors. There were actually supposed to be 23, but one passed away before the event. Most of the centenarians are women, 16 of them. There are six men. The youngest turns 100 in a few days, poo poo poo, and the oldest, Bella Bernstein, turned 104 in June. Bernstein was born in 1919 in Poland. Her family came to Montreal when she was a toddler. She's the daughter of the late Rabbi Joseph Kravitz, who served as a rabbi and cantor at the city's old B'nai Jacob Synagogue on Fairmount after the First World War until 1941. That congregation later became the Hever Kedisha Synagogue on Clan Ranald. Bella has outlived her husband Archie, all six of her brothers and sisters, and she also lost a granddaughter. But she credits her long life to having a positive attitude despite hardships. I had plenty of sad things happen, but you have to get over it. Otherwise, people don't want to talk to you. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, September the 13th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. The Jewish Elder Care Centre has been holding annual parties for their centenarians for years, but these were halted, of course, during COVID, when nearly 60 residents there died of the virus. This year's celebration is the first one back. Bella Bernstein caught COVID too early in the spring of 2020, before vaccines, and she spent a month in the Jewish General on oxygen. But she survived. By her own account, Bernstein has had a remarkable life. She sang professionally around the city until she finished high school and went out to work. And then when she was 18, she married an older American man, Morris Bernstein, who everybody called Archie, and they settled in Brooklyn, where the couple had two daughters. The family eventually moved back to Montreal. Archie was in the hat business. He later worked in sportswear, and she stayed home. After he was diagnosed with Parkinson's in his 60s, she looked after him until he died. And then she enrolled in continuing education courses at McGill at the age of 76 and studied philosophy and art and ethics. And that continued well into her 90s. She also took up painting and singing lessons. I had the pleasure of speaking with Bella Bernstein and our interview is coming up. After this message, Beth David Hebrew School is now accepting new students. One of Toronto's most dynamic, egalitarian, conservative congregations is offering personalized Hebrew lessons, hands-on learning, exciting field trips, and small group activities, all with a hot dinner included. This is Jewish exploration that will last your children a lifetime. Classes run weekly on Monday nights from 5 to 7.15 p.m. starting September 18th. To learn more and enroll, visit BethDavid.com or email Adina, that's A-D-I-N-A, at BethDavid.com. And joining me now from Montreal via Zoom and through her iPad is Bella Bernstein. She's also with her daughter Harriet Siegel, who is 78, and Josie De Benedetto, the Recreation and Leisure Coordinator who arranged the senior's birthday party. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. We're speaking a little bit a few days before the event that they're planning. What do you know about this event that they're hosting for all the people over 100? Well, I think it's very nice. It should be nice. Are you going to have to make a speech? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> if I have to, I'll have to. But <laughs> who's with you at the moment? Who's here with you? My daughter. My daughter. Ah, come and say hello. I want to say hello. Hi. Hi. I'm Harriet Siegel, Bella's daughter. It's very nice to meet you, Harriet. I'm so happy because you could you. help me with some of this afterwards. Sure. Sure. You live in Montreal? I do. And um, Mrs. Bernstein, who's coming to the party on Sunday? Do you know if you have your family is coming? Yes, yes. Well, my two daughters will come, my son-in-law, and I don't know who else. And a friend. And some friends. Now, your actual birthday was in June, correct? Yes. My What's the date? June the 9th. June the 9th. And so this is just like extra bonus, extra gravy for you, I right? Was, my mother said I was born in Shavuos <laughs> and a holiday. Yeah, that's how they did it, right? They didn't know that's from the right. Canadian dates. Right. I wanted to ask you about how your life is there during what's your day-to-day -day routine when you get a, a, an ordinary day for you. Can you describe what your day is like? Well, I have my breakfast and I like to, um, I, well, if I have somewhere to go, I go. If I stay home, I watch TV, I read, I, I love reading. I love music. And, um, and, and then I call my two daughters to say hello, or they call me. And sometimes I see a friend, but not often. And, the and are you able to go out by yourself, or are you uh, living with a wheelchair? With well, a up, to, up to now, I was going out myself. But I think at this age, I like to go with somebody to make sure I don't fall. Right. And where do you usually go? What do you go to uh, the coming center or school? What are you doing? No, I don't go to the coming center, but I took classes at McGill. I took uh, for senior. I went back to school. You didn't finish high school, right? You finished fourth uh, grade 11. I think you finished, right? Yes. But you didn't have a chance to go on to university. So no, I, no, I didn't. I got married instead. <laughs> What is it that you wanted to study when you decided to go back to McGill all those years ago? What interested you? I took philosophy. Um, and I took uh, music. I took French. I wanted to to learn more French. And, you took and music, uh, music. Philosophy. And I took uh, psychology. Music. I love music. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> do you still sing? I still sing, yes. I used to sing for an audience, for B'nai B'rith, for Pioneer Women, for, for Hadassah, <laughs> for all the organizations. And what do you still like to sing now? I still love, I love all music. I even did opera. You were a soprano, I was told. Yes. And I had the singing teacher, Mr. Boivin, from the French, French Conservatoire. So when you do opera, you have to learn German, French, um, 
all the different Italian, uh, Italian, would Italian, you ever do Italian? Uh, well, Italian is wonderful to sing. It's easy. The vowels, are, it's very easy to sing Italian. Who's your favorite Italian opera singer or who was your favorite Italian opera singer? Pavarotti. <laughs> and what's your favorite piece of opera to sing or what was? Well, I, they're all my favorites, but one, uh, the drinking song from La Traviata. Liviamo, liviamo negli eti carici per la bellezza di viola. That's my favorite. So Liviamo. you want to sing it with me? Do you want to sing it with me? <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> She's on the right cue, eh? No, I'm bad. I'm a bad singer. Not an opera singer. <laughs> now, when you turned um, 100... I read that your family wanted you to write your memoirs. And did that happen? Have you been doing that? No, but I should have because I, I, I had a very interesting life. People would ask me to sing for different organizations. I didn't charge them. And I used to go for charity. It was charity for me. Yeah. And I, I love singing. And... My teacher, Mr. Boivin, used to come, but he got paid. <laughs> and your life has been so interesting, but you've also had some, some, some big losses. You've lost your husband, brothers, sisters, your brother young, a granddaughter, a son-in-law. It's been yes. a, a hard few, last few years has been very hard. Yes, very hard. My condolences on... Your, and Isna Hazel, your sister-in-law, died just before you got sick, right? At least they're with God. I have to think that. With so many tragedies, how do you continue on? But how did you put one foot in front of the other? Because I thought they're with God and they're in a good place and they're looking after me. <laughs> I think. <laughs> How important to you is your faith and your religion now? Are you a religious person? Yes, I am. My father was the reverend of a big synagogue. Yes. Which later became amalgamated. And when he made a wedding, I sang because of who promised me in those years. If I get paid, it was nice. If I didn't, I did it for nothing. <laughs> But in those days, women didn't have the opportunities that they do now. Yes, I know. Right. But it was nice. And I went to Madame Donalda because she was a voice teacher. And she, um, she ran a class. So I joined her class. And when I used to sing, I, I would pick a Hebrew song. And she was so excited. I'd bring my music because she doesn't have Hebrew music. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you a bit about your husband and your late husband and how you met. I was researching you uh, before, and I found your wedding license on the Internet. You from did? 1930, I did, from 1938, 1938. <laughs> June, June 1938. And it says on it, 
under legal age, but with father's consent. Tell me about that whole, how did you navigate being underage yeah. when you married? My my father said, okay, he seems like a very nice man. Otherwise, and I have to meet the family first. He had to go to New York to meet the family. He was American. But they all cried when I left and looked like I was going to Europe. I went to I went to United States. <laughs> now, Morris, you called Archie. How did that nickname happen? That's his, his brothers. He had brothers. They called there was a, a show about Archie on, on television. And they called him that. <laughs> and he remained with that thing. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> now, he was a lot older than you were. He when was you got 10 married. years old. Mm -hmm. He said he won the lotto when he married me. <laughs> good, good. How did you navigate that age difference? Because you were just uh, just out of high school and he was well, already I was in very 20. Lucky. I was very lucky. He knew I was very young and he, he, he considered all that. He seemed to teach me a lot in my life. Yeah. I see. Okay. And then after your father passed away very suddenly, you came home to Canada. Was there that the reason you came back is because your mom was alone? No, no, not because of that. Because my, my husband was in, in the hat business and the Pope came out with uh, saying that they can go to church without a hat. And his business went right down. So he changed his profession. He went into sportswear, which he did well. Mrs. Bernstein, when you came back to Montreal with your family after you lived in New York, did you work in Montreal when the kids were growing up? No, I didn't work. No more. I didn't work. But you say you like to read and and watch TV. What are your what do you like to watch? You watch the news or are you watch certain shows? Tell us what yes, you watch. I like the news. I like I like dramas. <laughs> I, I like everything. Music, mostly music. Mm -hmm. What do you listen to the Montreal Symphony Orchestra ever? Of course, of course. Oh, yes, I didn't miss that. Yeah. And now I want to ask you about your health, if I may. And I know you had a, a long time in the hospital with COVID. Did that have any lasting effects or did you I, recover I, completely? I, I picked up a germ and I got to the hospital. At that time, a lot of people were sick and uh, they were so excited because they gave me oxygen. And when I got well, and I walked out of the hospital. They were applauding. <laughs> I got it. I got well fast. Are you still having trouble because of that COVID? No, or you're thank okay? God. My health, my health is good. I live a, a very peaceful, good life. I eat, don't eat junk food. <laughs> Not at all. I hear you didn't drink or smoke either. Sometimes the hot dog. <laughs> say that again say that again sometimes a hot dog ah a kosher hot dog that's junk food what do you take on your hot dog mustard ketchup what do you take oh i like um a little mustard or a little ketchup 
I don't know if you are aware that there's like 23 people in the Donald Berman elder care that are over 100. Do you know that? Yes, I do. What I do, do you how do you explain that? Well, they must have had good life because if you have a good life, you live long. What about genes? Some people say it's genes, right? Sometimes genes. it's genes. Are you able to exercise? Do you exercise? Do exercise. I used to walk my feet off. I lived on McDonald and I'd walk to Monklin and back. That was a big walk. You lived at the King David, I think. I was at the King David. Yes, it's true. I liked the King David. It was very nice. They they had lovely Friday night uh, services at the King David. Do you still go to services now? I love it. Love synagogue. We have the Ornik Shabbat. The, the rabbi comes here. I to understood. The, yeah. Sing rabbi. Jewish songs. Yeah. <laughs> And he likes to dance. <laughs> so are you um are you able to be friends with all the people in the in your where you're living now? Did you make friends here? Yes, or, I made yeah? some not all, but I made some friends. Yeah. I have devoted children. I'm lucky. They come <laughs> visit you. I must have done something right. <laughs> A lot of people will be listening to this interview and wondering, you know, what's the secret? And you said you had a good life. Is there other tips that you can give us? My secret is that I, I'm a happy person. I And I don't dwell on sad things. It's some people that complain for nothing, especially children that complain to parents. They never complain to children. And here, you hear that a lot, complaining to children. And no wonder the children don't want to come around. <laughs> you start complaining. <laughs> so that's your secret. Don't complain and have a happy, happy, have a good outlook and get over tragedy, right? I read a lot. I'm a big reader. And um, I, I, I still have some friends from school yet. <laughs> really? Yeah. They're as yeah. old as you are. That's what school did you go to? My, they're my age. These are the ones from McGill or these are from your high school? From high school. Yeah. What high school did you go to? I was put to the Talmud Torah, but I said, I don't want to learn just to read the Siddur. I want to have a, a good time. And the Bokshula was more to my, my father gave into it. He said he was so religious and everything. He said, you can go to the Pogshul if you like it better. Go to the Pogshul. Harriet, are you able to come over for a second so I can ask sure. you a, a question? What I mean, your mother is 104. What What do you? How do you explain this? That your mom is amazing. Uh, I think it's just amazing. amazing. I think it's just wonderful. I mean, here she has a daughter of 83, and I'm 78, and she has Kanahara, Kanahara. Uh, uh, nine great grandchildren who adore her. And uh, they'll, they come for Rosh Hashanah and for Passover. They all live out of town, but they're always visiting. And it's, it's just amazing. She, she is amazing, but she's always been. She's had tons of energy and she always did. Even into her 90s, she was still going for courses at the Chabad, at, at McGill. And uh, she loves art. She painted on China and uh, 
be- did beautiful work on that. We all have a, a piece, a plate or a vase or something that she did. And uh, she always used her mind and nothing was too much for her. And are you going to hope to have her at your house for Rosh Hashanah? Well, we're all getting together. Yes, we're all getting together. We, we do for get, all they all both get, families. We used together. to come to me. I did the big cooking. <laughs> yeah. But now, now, now she, I go to now them. she comes to us. That's right. Right. So where are you going to have it this year? No, we're having it at, at a restaurant uh, this year because we're 23 people. Nobody can accommodate That's a that. lot. That's, okay. that's, that's beautiful. I'm very lucky to have two wonderful daughters and two wonderful son-in-laws. Mm-hmm. Okay, turn. So maybe you can uh, um, turn the camera to your yourself now, Josette, just to end up and tell me a little bit about you organize one of these every year. But this year, there's 23 residents. 22. 22. Oh, 22. Did you? Did you yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this was this started back 12 years ago. Uh, from an idea that I had and I asked, I go, can we do something special? There's 22 residents and it came out to PowerPoints with baby uh, pictures of the residents growing up. I called every family member to get a life story and it was such a success that we did it every year uh, except for COVID. So we took a three-year break. So our highest number ever was 22 and our lowest number was nine residents at one point. And are they all women? Mostly women. Talk, is that the normal sort of what you've seen in your experience? Is yes. The women live the longest. Why do you think the that women is? Because we drive the men crazy. <laughs> right? Women live longer than men. Why? I think they work harder. We work harder, she said. Mrs. Bernstein, I'm going to thank you for your time and wish you a mazel tov. It was you're an lovely, honor to speak to you and girl. your family. I'm glad to meet you. It was uh, my so pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you for Thank being you. on our show. Bye. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out also goes to David Kuser. He turned 100. He's one of the residents at the Jewish Elder Care Center, and I know him. He's a Second World War veteran, and he had a business in the manufacturing of miniature swords and firearms for collectors. He did this work well into his 90s. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily, everyone. Have a happy and healthy and sweet new year. Thank you.